You're now listening to the Chad's Chatterings Podcast. I am your host, Chad Maples, and in today's episode, I will talk about the fact that growth and comfort do not always mix. Roses are red, violets are blue, growth takes time, and patience is definitely a virtue. Stay tuned to find out what it all means. This is the Chad's Chatterings Podcast. Chats Chatterings Podcast. Make sure you follow, like, or subscribe to the podcast so that you can know when new episodes become available. Today's episode is entitled The Patience of a Sunflower. Last spring, my wife and I decided to plant some sunflowers in our backyard. And of course, we started with sunflower seeds and we waited and we waited and we waited for them to grow and develop. We've always admired the sunflowers being, of course, in Kansas in the sunflower state. We see lots of sunflowers either in somebody else's yard or in a large field somewhere that's full of sunflowers. And we've always admired the colors and the, the bright colors that it gives and how beautiful and tall they are. But we did not take into consideration the amount of time that it would take for the sunflowers to fully develop. When they are fully grown, they can be six to ten feet tall, but it takes about two and a half to four months for them to fully develop. My wife and I planted the seeds sometime in March of last year, and as the weeks slowly went by, we watched the stems grow out of the ground. The months of April, May, and June went by, and the stems came out of the ground and grew taller and taller, but no sunflowers could be seen. Until one faithful day in July, we looked out the backyard and my wife took a deep breath and she grabbed my arm and said, look, a sunflower. And we both ran outside and we took a closer look. We took a couple of pictures and we were very excited to see this one sunflower to develop in our backyard because it had taken four months for the first sunflower to grow and to develop. And the other sunflowers were not too far behind that but it did take a lot of time. As much as we wanted, we could not rush the development of the sunflowers in our backyard. We watered them every day. We waited patiently as the stems grew taller and taller, and we knew that we would eventually have sunflowers. We knew that we would eventually enjoy the colors of the sunflowers, and we knew that we would eventually get seeds from the sunflowers to plant more sunflowers if we chose to do so. Our plans and our expectations required one small thing, and that was patience. The seeds had been planted, the roots had been developed, and the stems had to grow for what seemed like an eternity, but the result of us planting the seeds finally paid off, and we were not disappointed by the results. Many people today feel like they are under pressure, undervalued, underqualified, underappreciated, underpaid, and maybe even underground. Many times we have asked God to provide us a way of of escape from a trial or a hardship, but sometimes God's plan is for us to make it through something so that we can grow and develop. Because what we fail to realize many times is that growth and comfort don't always mix. 
And if you're feeling like you are under something today, under attack, under pressure, or underappreciated, maybe even under depression, God wants you to know that he does not want you to give up. He has a plan for you and he wants to sustain you through this very difficult time. In Psalm 1 verse 2, David talks about a man whose delight is in the law of the Lord. And then in verse 3, he says, He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. There is a difference between being buried and being planted. The first thing that we have to realize from Psalm 1 verse 3 is that God wants us to know that if we are feeling like we are under something, it does not mean that things are over. When a tree is planted by the water, it is not dependent upon the rain for it to grow. It is not dependent upon the air or the environment around it to survive because it is planted beside a river of water that continues to give it strength and give it life. And when we are connected and we are close to God and when we have our delight in the law of the Lord, we do not depend on the things in the environment around us or in our atmosphere around us for growth because we are connected to the living water. This is what God wants in our life, in your life, is to be dependent on him, to be a tree that is dependent on him and not the world around you. The second thing that we can learn from Psalm 1 verse 3 is that trees are not planted. The seeds are. Just because you feel like you are under something does not mean that you have anything to give. What you are counting as small or insignificant, God is counting on that to be tall over time. It just requires a little patience. Maybe you don't like your job and you want to leave, but you can't find anything else right now. But maybe God has you in that job for a specific reason. What if God said, I put you in that environment because it will help your seed become a tree? You see, you have to stay somewhere long enough in life for God to work. And just like a sunflower and just like a sunflower seed, it takes time and it takes patience. God wants us to know that in regards to spiritual growth, the process starts with a seed and it grows over time and then the harvest comes later. If you look at the roots of a plant, you can see that there's a lot going on, on underground before you even see anything on the surface. The things that God plants inside of us as seeds are to develop character when we are under. The seed must go down before it comes up. That's humility. That aggravating co-worker that you have to deal with on a daily basis or the overbearing boss, that's teaching you patience. When you are planted, things are very dark and they're very lonely. Many times we want to know where God is in our lives, but that leads us to our final point, and that is that the place of death and the place of destiny look exactly the same for a season. If 
I take a seed and I plant it into the ground. It is the same process as if I take a coffin and I place it into the ground. The difference is what is on the inside. Inside the coffin is a dead body that has no spirit and no life. And inside the seed is the nutrients that are needed to grow and develop a tree. And depending on your perspective, your enemy can convince you that where God has placed you is where you need to curl up and die. And that's when you start thinking about pulling the very plug on the very single thing that God wants you to do. When something is buried or planted, the very important thing to remember is that it is dark in both places. But when we are feeling like we are under something, it is very important to remember that things are not over. Some of us may feel under pressure, undervalued, underappreciated, underpaid, and God says, if you are patient with me during these very difficult times in your life, this is where I do my best work. He needs us to have faith when things look dark. We have to tell ourselves that it's not over I'm just under, and I may be buried, but I'm also planted. Philippians 1, 6 says that being confident in this very thing, that he, that is God, who has begun a good work in you, will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. God wants to do some good works, but he is going to use you to get those good works done. If we go back to the book of Genesis, imagine how Sarah felt. God made a promise to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12 that through his seed, all the nations of the earth would be blessed. Abraham was 75 years old and Sarah was 65 when the promise was made. For 25 years, they waited for God's promise to come to them. And Isaac was finally born to Abraham and Sarah when they were 190 years old. But for those 25 years, you have to believe that Sarah at many times felt like she was under. There is no sign of anything happening in regards to God's promise. And she had become unplanted and decided that God had forgotten about her and forgotten about that promise. So she encouraged Abraham to have a child with Hagar instead of her, and she tried to force the promise that God had made to both of them. What resulted because of all this was the birth of a son named Ishmael. And the Muslims today believe that Muhammad was a descendant of Ishmael who would establish and make a great nation. The son of promise, according to the scriptures, was Isaac, who was later born to Abraham and Sarah, and his descendants are known as the Jews. Now, if you don't know this, the Jews and the Muslims don't necessarily get along with each other. But it all started when Sarah decided to cave in to the pressure of being under and trying to help God in his promise to her and Abraham. If God does something when things are normal, then nobody is usually going to notice. But when the chips are down and when people have counted you out and when no one believes in you, that is when God begins to work inside of you and help you to grow. Abraham was eventually asked to offer Isaac, his only son, as a sacrifice to God, and he followed through and complied with that request. He took Isaac with him up on the mountain, laid Isaac down on the altar, and was about to take Isaac's very life until a voice from heaven stopped him. 
The voice from heaven came down and said, Do not lay a hand on the lad or do anything to him, for now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Now I know. When we are feeling down and out, and when we feel like we have the wind knocked out of us, and we still put our faith in God when things are dark, that's when God comes to us and he says, Now I know what you are made out of. Now let's take your faith and my power and let's go build something great. And God says, whatever you're going through, you are going to make it through this difficult time. You will find happiness in this life and I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. And you will make it through whatever trial and whatever hardship you are going through. God says, let's take your faith and my power and let's build something great. Unfortunately, there are some people out there who have already given up. Some of you listening today say, well, that sounds great for somebody else, but maybe it's not for me. The only way you can tell if something is planted or buried is what is on the inside and not necessarily what's on the outside. First John 4 verse 4 puts it this way. He says, he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. That is why it is so important to be feeding on God's word and letting him lead you through life. You can feel like you are under pressure, undervalued, underqualified, underappreciated, and even underground. But if God, the greater one, is in you, then one day you'll be able to stand tall and tell others, I was not buried, I was planted. This concludes this particular episode of the Chaz Chatterings podcast. Thank you once again for tuning in and make sure you like, follow, or subscribe to the podcast so that you can know when new episodes become available. Thanks for tuning in once again and we'll see you next time.